0: Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And today we have Aviva Rand, and she's interesting because she doesn't fit the classical profile of artists we usually interview on the show. Aviva does, besides for the art we will talk about, photography, she's also a math teacher, but the reason we're talking to her today is because she is a figure skater, and there is so much more to her work. So, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about how you got started into how you got into figure skating.
1: Well, I started skating about five years ago. I had signed up my daughter, who was six at the time, for a learn-to-skate class, just as something fun and physical for her to do on Sundays. And a couple of months after that, I switched her over to private lessons so that she could take it more seriously. And around that time, I began taking lessons as well. Um, figure skating was something I wanted to do my entire life. It never seemed to be able to work. Um, When I was growing up, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there seemed to be much less of an emphasis on extracurricular activities outside of school. We were pretty much busy with schoolwork and homework 24-7, but I feel today that there's a number of programs available for girls and boys outside of school, sports, talent programs, music, and the kids really get a chance to shine in many different areas. So originally, both myself and my daughter only intended to take a couple of lessons that we could learn to skate independently, but we both got hooked on it. And now five years later, my daughter skates almost every day, and she competes around the tri-state area. I don't compete, but I do take all the United States figure skating tests and moves in freestyle, and I hope to pass the entire curriculum. So that's where we are now.
0: That's really interesting. So I had no idea about these tests. Where do these tests It gets you certified as a teacher or um, those tests get you qualified for championships?
1: Um, not really. I became hired as a coach last year at the club where I skate, but that didn't really have anything to do with the tests. Um, in order, for example, to compete at the Olympics, you would have to have passed the highest level test in order to even qualify to try to be at that level. So there's about 10, 11 different tests in in moves, which are about turns and edges and freestyle, which is different jumps and spins and dance as well. And each test tests you in front of judges on how well you can perform what they're asking you to do. And when you pass the test, you move up to the next level, pretty much like that they get harder and harder as they go up obviously Um, and as you get higher it could be like a year or two to work on each one until you can get ready to take it
0: that's really interesting I actually did not know that so did did your daughter make it to championships? so
1: um, I'm trying to explain how the levels work, Um, you can compete as a baby skater and you can compete in the Olympics so it's There are competitions available for all levels, as a beginner, an intermediate, more advanced. And then there's the United States track, which starts at regionals, sectionals, nationals, and eventually sends their skaters to the world championships. But all over the area, there are local competitions and basic competitions that have all levels from the most beginner to most advanced.
0: Okay, and and your daughter has competed in some of them. And yeah,
1: we compete a couple of times a year, and uh, we've gone to Connecticut and Pennsylvania, New Jersey, some locally here in New York, um, and we really enjoy that part of the sport.
0: That's really cool, and I, you know, the 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 question that's just begging to ask is, how aren't a lot of the competitions on the weekends and Shabbos, Friday evening, is that true for the sport?
1: So we were lucky until now. Most of the competitions were on Sundays. Um, As she got to higher level where she is now, it's becoming more challenging that a lot of them are on Shabbos and Saturday, and we can't go. Sometimes if we request beforehand, they will adjust our level and put her group on Friday afternoon or on Sunday, Um, and sometimes they don't, and then we can't compete. Um, when we get to the summer, a lot of the competitions are during the week because the schools are closed, and then that's usually not a problem at all.
0: Wow. Do you have a, a rink at home? You said your daughter practices every day, so I'm just wondering.
1: So, uh, well, not at home, but our, we skate at Aviator Figure Skating Club, which is about 10 minutes from my house.
0: Uh-huh. That's really wonderful. It's such a different kind of outlet. So, I know you started a program for yeshiva girls for figure skating and it got really big to the point where you have taught over 600 girls. Can you tell me how you got started with that? Whose idea was it? Yeah.
1: Um, So I saw how much my daughter was benefiting from the program, it was such good exercise, it was helping her socially, it really boosted her self-confidence, and I knew that other base Yaakov girls could benefit as well. A few years ago, the Sunday schedule at Aviator changed, and we had open ice in the morning, so I approached the staff and brought up the idea, and that's how our program was born. We run the program the whole year, and so far we've been full for four years in a row. The program covers the entire basic curriculum of figure skating and offers a very solid foundation on which to go further if you would want to. I teach one of the groups myself, but far beyond me, I have we have coaches who have coached at nationals and some even who coached and competed at the Olympics. The girls are divided into groups based on their age and level, and they get a certificate whenever they pass a level and move up. After they finish all the basic skills, they can join the advanced yeshiva girls group or they can switch to private lessons if they want to learn more. I have so many stories on how skating has changed these girls' lives, but I'll just tell you one for now. We we had a girl from one of the Brooklyn-based Yakov schools who came from a very unfortunate home situation. She was really doing terribly in school and having a very hard time socially. She would come to school and bully the other girls and threaten them, and basically no one wanted anything to do with her, and she was getting worse and worse. Anyway, someone sponsored her skating semester and even bought her her own skates and a jacket and a bag, all of it. And by the end of the year, we had a totally new girl on our hands. This was without therapy and no tutoring or anything, just from the skating. She became so kind and considerate and helpful and a true balas mitos and also a very lovely, elegant skater as well. She's now in high school and really doing very, very well. So that was really nice.
0: That's beautiful story so when when someone signs up for the program is it um, how many times a week do they practice
1: so our program is once a week it's um, we have a program for an hour on Sundays and it's really up to the girls how much they want to do everything in this sport is how much you want to put into it is what you'll get out of it um, there's nothing wrong with skating once a week you know there's many different things that you can learn and you can definitely learn to skate independently and do a little bit of jumps, a little bit of spins. Um, However, if you would want to take it seriously and make a career out of it, it definitely requires much more time and much more
0: practice. For sure. Which brings me back to your daughter. Is her, um, you know, ultimate goal and um, ultimate aspirations to be, to compete at the Olympics? I mean... Let's
1: start with like the um, national example. Um anybody who wants to be in the Olympics, whether they're Jewish or not, has to realize that there is a very overwhelming journey to get there. And I mean just to give you an example, the the three women who are representing the United States this year had to beat out over twenty thousand skaters to get to that point. And Competing at that level requires 100% commitment. No school, no social life out of the rink. They are spending 20 to 30 hours a week on the ice in addition to heavy athletic training off the ice, full-time ballet, full-time gymnastics, stretching, and tons of other work as well. And also, it's important to mention that's a very significant financial expense as well. Um, So, you know, having a goal to be in the Olympics for anybody is, you know, somewhat high, but there are many other things besides the Olympics that are enjoyable. There's, like I told you, local competitions, regionals, nationals, and even just skating for yourself mostly and seeing what you can do. Um, It's a very gratifying feeling when you've worked for months on something that you couldn't do and then all of a sudden you can do it. Um, It builds a lot of character. It teaches you perseverance. Um, so, I mean, besides for, it doesn't have to just be about Olympics, but it definitely there's so many other benefits that, that it gives you.
0: I definitely agree with the, all the points you're making. Um, so my next question is, Snias, and how you deal with that? Because, um, I'm sure some parents who are sending their children to that program have, uh, an issue with certain way how they're dressed is that is that a totally avoidable um advantage? i
1: don't i don't find in our area that it's so difficult because most of the girls wear a flary skirt you know with leggings underneath and it's a cold sport so we're usually up with sweaters and um we really don't see that that is an issue um everyone is different and everybody has to speak to their own love and what they can do. I mean, some rabbis prefer um, not to skate when men are around. Some are okay with it. And that's, you know, a very individual decision that each family makes on their own. Um, You know, but for the most part, I haven't really seen that become a barrier to figure skating. Um, Later on, when you are competing over bat mitzvah, you do have to keep in mind, and again, speaking to your rav about can you compete in front of men, what do you have to wear, how much does it have to be covered, can you do it at all, and it's you know a very individual
0: decision between each
1: family and their own rav.
0: Mm-hmm. So we are talking majorly about girls who are under bat mitzvah age, where this right. is much less relevant at this point.
1: Right, but we have many, many over bat mitzvah as well, and they're just coming you know, similar to the way they would come to a gym. They're coming to the ice, they're working, they're getting good exercise, and it's fine.
0: Right. So it's an outlet just like dance class at this point. Right. That's very interesting. And it's fun to talk about this, especially because I'm hoping to post this while the Olympics are still going on. Do you have anything comment on the actual Olympics right now are you following it with your program is it something there um, uh,
1: yes yes and yes the Olympics is such a treat it is so exciting to watch a lot of us have followed these skaters over the last four years and have watched their incredibly difficult journey to get here um their programs are so complex and so difficult and at the same time there's so much talent there as the skaters make it look so easy um the men especially are now doing quadruple jumps in figure skating which is four turns in the air so i had my girls do a little exercise to just try to imagine what that would feel like um you stand in sneakers, you jump, and you try to turn as many times as you can, like to try to turn four. And really, 99.9 cannot even turn one. So it really gives you so much respect for how strong they are and how much they've accomplished and how difficult it is. So difficult, what they're doing.
0: And who are you rooting for? <laughs>
1: um, so, of course, we root for the American skaters, Um Brady Tenel, Nagasu. Um, However, we do, in terms of not betraying our country, our two favorite skaters are the two Russian girls who will likely win the gold and silver medal this year. It's zhenya Medvedeva and Alina Zagitova, who really are just wonders in the field of women's figure skating. Um, it's just uh, magnificent to watch and so much appreciation for what they can do.
0: Yeah, I saw some of the programs, and um, I, I, I root for the Russians' guilt-free because I did grow up in Moscow, so I always got to root for all the countries that were <laughs> um, Switzerland, Canada, Yeah, well, my daughters, is my Russian.
1: coaches, my daughter's coaches are Russian, and we have many, many Russian girls primarily Russian girls in our rink it's primarily a Russian community so we do get to learn a lot of we've learned to speak Russian we've learned to understand Russian and we've definitely learned a lot about their culture and Russia really is the strongest country right now in women's figure skating Uh uh-huh
0: and what about China they're in, in couples more
1: um, you know, China, they're good. Japan is good, but they're, Russia right now seems to have a step above everybody else. Um, They've just really been able to be very consistent and mentally very strong that they just don't seem to make mistakes in their programs, and programs are much more complex, and I don't know. I'm not really sure what magic they give them over there, but it's working. <laughs> I
0: don't either, know. Wow, that's so fascinating. So, uh, it's really fun to learn about new, you know, outlets and platforms for Jewish girls out there. Do you see their potential as someone who, like, do you see your your daughter as someone who might pursue this more than just a hobby? I mean, clearly she's sk- skating six days a week as opposed to one. Is, is that something? That's going to be her thing through adulthood as well.
1: And, and So it very much depends on her and what she will want. Um, in the beginning, you can bring your little do- your little girl or your little boy to the rink, but eventually the work becomes very, very difficult. And if it's not something that you love and if it's not something that you really want to do, it will probably phase out on its own because you need to be able to give hours and hours on the ice, off the ice, Um, working on your flexibility working on your strength and you have to want it so as you become an adult um, you figure out what you want to do how much time you want to devote to it and also how much of a sacrifice you want to make because you're sacrificing time with your friends the social life your school work so I mean my daughter is still in still little she's just 12 and right now she's still able to do a little bit of all of it but Every year we take it as it comes, and she knows that it's really her decision and well, how much she wants to give to the sport.
0: Wow. It would be so nice to have had her on this show and heard her say a few things about her passion for skating, but we'll take it from you as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's talk about your other um, – talents and I know you have other big parts of your life that consume your time such as having a big family and but you're and you're a math teacher and you do photography as well. I heard you're an extremely extremely talented photographer. Could you just share a little bit about those other talents and
1: um, thank you. um I mean, really, I mostly consider myself a mom it's my main job and certainly the one that takes the most time and that I work the hardest at. Um, but I did build a children and family photography business a while ago, and I've been keeping that up. I enjoy it tremendously. I love working with babies and children and families and I specialize in mostly doing more urban photography where we shoot in more fun and natural locations. I, have, I used to do studio photography, but we stopped that a little bit as people have been more interested, and in, I myself have been more interested in more natural photography where we're photographing children and families in more natural settings like parks and... Um, even in their own home, but something a little bit more less posed than the classic studio f- photo. Um, so I've been doing that for about 15 years, and I, I love it. I know it sounds like I do many things, but I just do them in pieces, <laughs> but mostly I am home with the kids,
0: That's believe all. it or not. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like your big, your main focus has been finding the outlets and and finding them for your children. So that's really beautiful. And it's been really fun to learn about, you know, a different aspect of the art um, as we know it, more of a sport, but um, it's definitely an art because there's dance and, as you said, ballet and stretching that's involved. Sure.
1: Yeah, figure skating is definitely an art. Um, it looks so easy. It's very, very common that We'll watch it, and I'll say, "Oh, well, that's so easy." I'll try that tomorrow, and then I'm like, "Whoa, this is not easy." <laughs> um, we focus mostly on the jumps, and wow, the jumps, wow, the jumps. But there's so much, there's so much more than jumps—the turns, the edges, and even just skating quality, um, which is what I work on mostly with my own students—is really emphasizing how important it is to just skate properly to begin with, how to use the blade, how to use your ankles, your knees to be able to push properly, because I tell them that nobody wants to see fancy jumps and spins when the skating itself is not clean and powerful and elegant. So we spend a lot of time working on basic skills and to really appreciate even just regular skating forward and backward, how hard it is and how hard it is to do it nicely.
0: You're really empowering girls and you're building strength and you're showing them that they can really master something. So that's yes. really beautiful um, and
1: very valuable. Well, physically they're learning figure skating, but mentally and emotionally we're learning so many life skills. Um, perseverance for once. Um, the sport is so much harder than it looks and especially when you get to more advanced work you can literally work on a move a jump or a test for a whole year before you get it and the ability to keep up at something even when it feels so far away is a tremendous life skill for the future and the girls who compete a lot they also learn a lot too Um, how to be a good winner how to be a good loser how to get up when they fall and that's a big one and by falling I don't mean only physically, but emotionally, like how not to give up, but keep going. And that is a huge theme throughout figure skating and a tremendous asset later on in life. And also, on dealing with jealousy and competitiveness. I mean, the girls compete as individuals, but they do train in groups. And sometimes one girl can be a little ahead and another one can be a little bit behind. And there's a lot of character to be built there and being happy for others. Being supportive and just being a healthy part of a team.
0: It's really beautiful. Has there been pushback from from the Jewish community that this is, you know, either no. too competitive or too not Jewish? No. Uh-huh. Well, then it no. has been truly truly a blessing. And yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I followed figure skating since I was a little girl and. um, I I might consider that for my little daughter when she's old enough. Well, yeah, how old do you have to be to get on the skates? Um, three. Wow. Well, okay, then. We're very close to that. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your beautiful messages and your work. So, if you would like to join the program, the Yeshiva World, the Yeshiva Girls Figure Skating Program, you can email Aviva at avivarand at gmail.com or reach out to her on Facebook. You can also schedule your photo shoot with her. Uh, I've heard amazing things and I've seen beautiful pictures. Also on Facebook or through her website, avivarandphotography.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to The Francisca Show podcast episodes. If you have been enjoying The Francisca Show, please make sure to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. Make sure to tune in next time.